fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, oh boy, what a day it is. It is a midweek celebration. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier on a Wednesday broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Welcome into the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And boy, I told you, I told you we were going to celebrate. And I think it's time for us to celebrate. What do you say? Ladies and gentlemen, eight out of ten. Not bad. Not a bad turnaround. Is now we have the latest primary election results coming out of Wyoming from yesterday and a devastating loss for the gal herself. Let it roll for a minute. Let it roll for a minute. There it is. Welcome into the show. So we have a major victory last night coming out of Wyoming as Liz Cheney, the establishment, the rhino, the moderate Republican hack is dead, done, and gone. Not dead physically, God forbid, but uh, she is gone out of politics as she is working her way and starting to clean up her office after her short stint in Washington, D.C. Goodbye, Liz Cheney, after your personal vendetta to try and destroy former President Donald Trump. Jump. Welcome back into the program. Uh, great to have you today for a Wednesday. So we are trying to get a hold of Paul Manafort, former campaign manager for the Trump campaign, also with his book as well, political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, and uh, but not silenced. Uh, having a hard time getting a hold of him, you know, doing Paul manafort things. He's a busy guy, so we'll try and get him on the show. He was supposed to join us here at the top of the show, not able to get a hold of him. So if not, then it's just you and I chit in the chat today, but there is plenty to talk about for sure, as there is a lot to get to, especially with this election from last night. And not just a loss, but a devastating loss for Liz Cheney, which is, again, as I try, try to reiterate so many times before, this is the sign of where the Republican Party is. This is the sign of how important it is to actually unite as a Republican Party. But she just does not get it. But she did concede late last evening. And tonight, Harriet Hageman has received the most votes in this primary. She won. I called her to concede the race. This primary election is over. But now the real work begins. Of course, the real work begins. We'll get to that in a little bit on what her political future may hold. But is she done in politics? Here's the interesting part. The Trump administration has laid to rest, so to speak, politically speaking, multiple different dynasties in this country. The Cheney dynasty now with Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney. The Bush dynasty. The Clinton dynasty. All of them have kind of gone to the wayside since Donald Trump has run for office, has run to be president and has won and been in office he has laid to rest because all of them have tried to destroy him and it's failed every single time with them trying to bring him down and it turned away from just trying to bring the truth out for Liz Cheney to being a personal vendetta about how evil Donald Trump was on a personal level now Liz Cheney voted for her his policies overall I don't know 80 percent of the time 
But when it came out about this potential voter fraud issue, boy, oh boy, did she lose her mind and she made it her sole mission to bring him down. And sometimes when you focus too much attention and you make it an obsessed level, then sometimes you end up shooting yourself in the foot. And that's obviously what happened here in the state of Wyoming. As I'm trying to bring up, let me see if I can find again here the official numbers here from primary elections in Wyoming. Uh, Let me see what the final numbers were because they were not good. 66 to 29. According to uh, NewYorkTimes.com, Hagman is the new Republican candidate going into the general election, going to win easily there because I think there's like a 70-30 difference between the Republicans and Democrats in the state of Wyoming. But Hagman winning willingly. I mean, it was a large, as Donald Trump says, that was a huge, that was a bigly type of victory there. That wasn't a close one. But Liz Cheney, even with... Even with the small fraction of percentage that she got in the in the election results last night, still thinks that she has some sort of political career. Which to me really shows the fact that she doesn't quite understand her constituents and that has her personal vendetta is more important than what the people actually want. Which I'm here to tell you, Republican Party, it's time for you to get in line and understand that you need to represent the constituents that register as Republicans. Don't take them for granted like what Democrats do and just bully them and push them around and think that you're going to control their agenda on what they want. That's why Republicans started the Tea Party back in the day. And that's why the MAGA movement, what Joe Biden says is the most extreme political organization in the country's history, is the biggest thing that we've seen In a really long time. I can't say it's the biggest one ever, but it's the biggest one that we've seen, especially in a very long time. And it's really the remnants of the Tea Party movement, don't you think, from back in the day? So, boy, congratulations to Hegman winning 66-29 over Liz Cheney. But Liz Cheney's concession speech last night, while she says that she her her job is not done and she has much more to do, the question is, what exactly does that entail? The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed, he saved our union, and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. Wait a second, what? I'm confused. She has job she has a job to do, she has work to be done, and it's just getting started. And then she references someone like Abraham Lincoln, one of the most influential individuals in this nation, and she tries to compare herself to Abraham Lincoln? I don't know if that quite makes a whole lot of sense, but nonetheless, that's what she said last night during her concession speech, because now the drops, the breadcrumbs have been laid there where she could potentially be running for president of the United States, which she did say on NBC that she is considering. Well, what I'm going to do, Savannah, is spend the next several months uh, completing my work in Congress, obviously completing my work representing the people of Wyoming. Uh, We have a tremendous amount of work left to do on the January 6th committee. Uh, And also, though, uh, I'm going to be making sure that people all around this country understand the stakes of what we're facing, understand the extent to which uh, we've now got uh, one major political party, my party, uh, which has really become uh, a cult of personality. And we've got to get this party back to a place where we're embracing the values and the principles on which it was founded. Uh, and, and talking about you know, fundamental uh, issues of civics, fundamental issues of what does it mean to be a constitutional republic. But Congresswoman, and you didn't answer me yes or no. I will be doing yes whatever no. it takes yeah, to keep Donald you- Trump I will be doing whatever it takes to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Well, I know you didn't say yes or no, and that's fine if you're thinking about it. But are you thinking about it? Are you thinking about running for president? 
it, uh, that's a decision that I'm going to make in the in the coming months of it. I'm not going to make any announcements here this morning, but uh, but it is something that I uh, I'm thinking about, and I'll make a decision uh, in the coming months. So, in other words, that's a yes. I mean, you would think so, right? In other words, that's a yes. I haven't decided yet. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still pondering it. I'm still considering it. That would mean that's a yes that she's going to be running for president. Now, imagine, if you will, you lose. It's such a large defeat that you're like, you know what? I'm going to step it up a notch. I'm going to crank up the dial just a little bit more, and we're going to go from just being a congresswoman of a district of Wyoming, which nothing against Wyoming because I absolutely love you as a state, but you have a little bit smaller of a population. I don't think that doesn't knock. I actually think that's a good thing. Most people like that. That's why you live in Wyoming is you're like, hell, it's quiet out here. It's deserted. It's rural community. I can do what the heck I want to and not have big government in large cities trying to disrupt our way of life. So good for you. But nothing against that. Liz Cheney represents a district with a relatively small population compared to the rest of the nation. And she loses it handily with a 66 to 28 percent defeat in that race, a 40 percent loss in your race and you go you know i represented a small district in the state of wyoming and i'm going to go from that and i lose handily to where i'm now going to run for president of the united states now i don't want to completely discredit her because obviously she comes from a lot of money and a lot of political power being from the the cheney family and dick cheney obviously still having somewhat of an impact ish we haven't heard from him in a long time, but now he's trying to rebrand himself and come out again because after his campaign ad saying that Donald Trump was like the worst person on the face of the earth and supporting Liz Cheney, obviously there's going to be something to that. At the same time, the media is going to gush all over her because she is a moderate Republican that despises Trump. So obviously they're going to be working hand in hand. So she's going to have some political capital if she chooses to do so. But imagine, if you will, such a ego such a narcissistic, self-centered approach to the fact that I lose my district because I'm unpopular with the things I'm doing, not representing my district, not representing the state of Wyoming properly when 60% of your county parties disown you, not trying to do what's best for my constituents, but going on a personal vendetta trying to personally destroy somebody else. And it's an unpopular thing, but such an egotistical maniac to say, I'm going to lose my election, so I'm going to widen myself up to a broader spectrum and run for a higher political power. That's the level that she's at right now. I thought the entire movement that we were wanting to see in this nation was trying to get rid of ego in politics, which you're never going to do completely, but you might get a little bit of an ego difference. So you might be able to remove a little bit of an ego, at least get rid of the establishment ones that think they're out there doing God's work when they're really not, and maybe being able to change the narrative a little bit by bringing someone else in there that actually has a voice for the people. So Liz Cheney, you're done. You're over. Your political capital has been spent. And uh, I think that's the end of it. All right. Let's see here. We may have him on the line. I want to check and see. we got a couple minutes before our hard time break here. But let's see if the man himself is on the line here, uh, Mr. Paul Manafort. Paul, are you with me, my friend? I am. Sorry I missed you. I oh, missed you, the call. you. That's all right. You are just fine. How are you? It's good to see you, my friend. I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, yeah. A good, the, uh, good week up. It, yeah, it's been it's been a wild week, and, and and Paul, we got to take a hard break in just about a minute here. So if you could stick over, I'd appreciate it. But I do got to ask you because there's a Absolutely. lot to talk about. And with your book, uh, persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced, uh, political prisoner is the name of the book. Uh, we've talked to you about it. I don't know a few months ago, but boy, talking about with some of these current events, Paul, 
it seems to me that this fits perfectly in with some of the latest that's going on in the headlines right now. Uh, it sure does. I mean, in the book, I talk about how the uh, the woke left, the Biden administration, is not really just gunning for, for Paul Manafort, but for the president and for everyday Americans. I talk about why I think that, and it, this past week, it was all out there in living uh, color. It really has. Now, uh, it's uh, your book... I'm sure is still rocking it right now, but with this, I mean, are they still coming after you on this January 6th committee? There, are they still trying to bring you in and trying to tie you into all this crap? No, no, I had nothing. In fact, I was not even around that that, that <laughs> week. Uh, so that, <laughs> but it's it's a total fraud. I mean, what they're doing. I mean, when they talk about January 6th being the biggest threat to democracy. I laugh because the biggest threat to democracy is what they've been doing for the last six years. Yeah. When the people who are claiming that Trump had no right to challenge the election in 2020 still haven't recognized the 2016 victory right. and spent five years trying to destroy him in the process. Yeah. You know, and now they're saying they're, this is the big, the January 6th was a threat to democracy. What they did in going to his home changed our democratic framework in a, in a way that hasn't been changed in the history of our country. Yeah. I mean, you do this in Venezuela, you do this in Cuba, you do this in third world nations. You don't go after your political opponents, uh, you know, and potential future political opponents, uh, you know, in the ways that Joe Biden is doing. Well, them, and I think as we were just talking about with Liz Cheney, with her loss of the election in Wyoming last night, in a large manner, I think that shows where the public opinion is on this issue and why this personal vendetta going against you and Trump and so many others is so unpopular. we got to take a hard break here real quick. It's Paul Manafort, author of The Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, but Not Silenced, back after this here on The Voice the of Reason. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. 
Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Multiple radio stations all over the place. Live TV, streaming, podcasting, which I did hear, and I've gotten your word from some of the live streams that there is some choppiness. I will get a hold of OpsLens and our guys over there that uh, host our live streaming and make sure that they're aware, see what they can do, see if they can fit. I think it's because of the guests that we have on the program today. And let's do an official, proper introduction to this guy now that we have him on the line. And excited, so excited to chat with him again. What's trending today? As we have a few minutes left with him, he is the author of the book, Political Prisoner. Persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. He's also the former campaign chairman for the Trump 2016 presidential campaign, Paul Manafort. Paul, again, it's great to talk with you and have you back on the program again. What is the next step for the MAGA movement here? Donald Trump's been all over the country. He's still breaking records with uh, different rallies. But now we see the FBI raid that's hilarious, where now... The uh, support for the FBI and government institutions is even lower. The support for Trump is even higher. And I think they've rattled a cage again that they didn't expect to rattle. Uh, That's exactly right. And it's going to boomerang against them just like every other thing they've done against Donald Trump. Uh, What's next for MAGA is they have to make sure that Republicans win the Congress in November. Uh, Because then uh, there will be in the new Congress a very large number of MAGA supporters uh, who are committed to the Trump agenda. And I think you will see them instituting, instigating investigations that will expose the corruption, put it in in the public domain, not because it's retaliatory, but because we have to expose it in order to end this threat to our constitution, which is real. And, and, uh, And so the most important thing between now and November is to mobilize and turn out the vote and uh, and elect uh, Republicans to take over the control of both the House and the Senate. Is it working, the movement to try to expose the corruption in D.C., to expose the corruption from a lot of the politicians that have been there for 20, 30, 40 years, is it working, and is that why we're seeing that sign of desperation to make sure that Trump or any of the MAGA movement does not get into Washington, D.C.? Well, the, the American people are getting what's going on. I mean, they're not. It's, they're not seeing the the dirtiness of it all yet. But they get it. I mean, they know this this invasion into, uh, into Trump's home by the FBI was wrong. They they know that. Yeah. Uh, they understand that. You know, putting shackles on Peter Navarro on an airplane when he lives five minutes from uh, from where they could have brought him in if they really needed to arrest him. They get that. And that harshness is the ugliness of the woke left. You know, the willingness to go in and, uh, you know, scare kids of Supreme Court justices and and, and uh, to, you know, try and cause, uh, cause uh, kind of unrest among the pro-life uh, uh, office buildings around the country. Yeah. I mean, they're seeing these standards. Biden is weak as a president. He's not taking control of, of the movement. He's not letting it control them. And he's suffering the consequences of it. Yeah. And, uh and so, I mean, I am very optimistic. In my book, I talk about this. Why? why, what, why I, I, the book was finished about the end of the first year of the Biden administration. And in it, I talk about that year. And I talk about the, the problems that, uh, that he's causing and, and the risk that the, the American people are, are going to be confronted with uh, during the remainder of his term. And we're seeing that now. We're seeing the targeting of uh, parents at school board meetings. We're seeing 
now 87,000 new tax agents getting ready to go out to mainstream America and go, go after them as if they're enemies, when in fact there's so many other things that, he, that could be focused on by our government. Um, and, and so the fight, MAGA has to, you know, MAGA movement, you know, they, they have... They have to bring the fight to, you know, to Washington, and that means taking control of the Congress. Yeah, amen to that. There it is. It's political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. Also, former Trump campaign manager, it's Paul Manafort. Paul, it's an honor to have you on the program again, my friend. we got to get you back on again and talk some more. I'd love to do it. Hey, appreciate that very much. All right, we'll take a bottom-of-the-hour break. We'll do some feedback on that. We'll play some more audio from good old Liz Cheney from the election last night in Wyoming. We'll talk about some of the latest right here on The The Voice Voice of Reason. Stay right here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Holy cow. Holy cow. Yeah, what a show already. All right, last half hour on the home stretch. Here we go. Thanks again to Paul Manafort coming on the program, former Trump campaign manager, also author of the book that he's got. Man, and I, okay, so just to let you know, first off, we're still dealing with some sketchiness on our live video stream, which is strange. Not sure what's going on there. I joked, made the comment that, you know, it's probably censorship because of having Paul Manafort on the show, which very well could be. I mean, you know, that guy, every time that anyone that's associated with Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form goes on media, there's always something weird that happens. And it's happened a couple of times here on the show with both Peter Navarro and Paul Manafort. So there is that. Don't want to, but I threw it out as a joke. We are working on some of the video streams and some of the issues going on there as well. But I do appreciate his time very much. Here's the funny thing. So he was supposed to come on at the top of the hour. Right at the beginning of the show and wasn't able to. He was busy. He apologized for it when we were talking off the air a little bit. But I don't have a producer on this program. I all hands on deck for me. I run the show while I do the content for the show, which is a little different. But, you know, it's a you know, it's beginning. Don't you worry. We'll get a producer. Mr. Producer will be here soon. But I kind of man everything. And I normally don't answer the phones because I don't take calls on the program. But the line started ringing or started lighting up here, and I saw it, and I was wondering if that was going to be him. So it was kind of a bit of a risk for me to answer the phone live while I was on the air, but I didn't want him to sit there for two and a half minutes until I went to my hard break. So I answered it, and then, of course, I had like a minute and 45 seconds to have him on before we took a break. So it was kind of an awkward period there, but uh, it was great. We had him on the show, and we appreciate Paul Manafort for calling, and he apologized 
for uh, for coming on a little bit late. But as soon as I, it was weird. As soon as we mentioned the fact that he was going to be on the show, the live stream started glitching and the video started acting up. So not quite sure what was going on there. We'll get him back on the show again when we have a little bit more of an extended period to chat with him. And uh, we do appreciate that very, very much. All right. So with that, let's get into what's trending today. What's trending today? So obviously we had the election yesterday. The big win was 66 to 28 over Liz Cheney as she loses her seat. An incumbent, a big name incumbent, goes down in flames in the state of Wyoming because the American people and the, the citizens of the great state of Wyoming realize that she's not fit to represent their district and their state, and she concedes last night. And tonight, Harriet Hegeman has received the most votes in this primary. She won. I called her to concede the race. This primary election is over, but now the real work begins. Now, she's trying to put the nice little tongue-in-cheek, the nice little dig into Trump for not conceding in the presidential election, but nonetheless, we'll take it and... go the political career so to speak of uh, the liz cheney campaign is done and is over and while she says she's going to try and run for office and run for president again good luck with that if that's what you choose to do but you're an extremely unpopular candidate just like the formerly mentioned john Kasich, the hack republican former governor of the great state of ohio this is where it comes down to the reiteration that i say so many times on this program is that you got to remember political parties that we as the voters of the party are the ones that lead the party. We're the ones that you should be listening to constantly in the party. And right now, Liz Cheney, you're obviously not that. You are too self-centered. You are too egotistical and too narcissistic, apparently, to realize that you are unpopular and that you realize that you were willing to... I mean, I got to give you credit. There's one bit of credit that I have to give, which is the fact that you stand on the principles that you have. Now, they may be wrong... But you stand on the principles that you may have, and you stand for them vigilantly. So good for you, and I applaud you for that, because you are willing to go down in flames for standing for something, which I don't even know what it is. I guess you stand for something. You're saying it's holding up the Constitution. I see it as a personal vendetta against a political opponent that you never want to see in office again. And if that's your your hill that you're willing to die on, then cool, because apparently that is the hill that you died on. And that you're going to be done for in your political career. And you can try and run for political office and you can try and run for president and the media will love you and the establishment Republicans will love you. And even Democrats may fall in line with you because you hated Donald Trump so terribly much. So could you be a potential threat? I think you could be. You could be a potential political threat in some degree, but I don't think you're going to go very far. You're going to go about as far as what John Kasich did when he tried to run for president, and then he said he was going to try and run with a Democrat on the ticket so that way he could have both sides of the aisle, and he's going to work hand-in-hand because he's the true conservative that doesn't want to get rid of any government programs because he's scared of the federal government. Yeah, that guy. That's the Liz Cheney that we're dealing with here. The next step is Lisa Murkowski, the senator, uh, although I don't know how we need to get her out, but that's going to be the next step in some of those because she is one of the only ones in the Senate that did vote to impeach Donald Trump as well. But eight out of the 10 in the House that voted for the impeachment are gone now. Gone. Because that is the mindset of the party. Now, it is up to the party to educate us, but then it is also up to them 
to form the political opinions of the party based on the voters. you got to remember, we could leave the party at any time. Now, most won't, and I will be the first to admit that leaving a party probably isn't the smartest thing to do. Going third party, as I've mentioned so many times before, probably isn't the smartest thing to do because third parties don't work in this country right now. Should they? Yes. Do we believe in a two-party system? No, I don't like them in any way, shape, or form. However, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party are the strongest political parties that are out there. They have the money, they have the voice, and they have the numbers, and nothing's going to change that anytime soon. I hate to break it to you, but that's the reality of things. As much as I don't like it either, I'm not saying that as an endorsement. I'm saying it as the uh, the accepting of reality at this time. So leaving the party is dumb. However party, you got to look at the differences on how the two parties should be operating. The Democrat Party does not give a you-know-what about their constituents. They have, for those that don't know, they have what they call their superdelegates in their elections, in their primaries, meaning that when they're choosing, especially the President of the United States, they have your vote as the voter, but then they have the superdelegates, which are the elected officials voting that in most states have the same amount of influence or power, if not more, to vote for the primary and choose their candidate as an elected official on who they want to represent the party, meaning they don't really care about your thoughts as the person and as the average voter going to work every day that doesn't hold any political office, that just wants to live out their life. They don't care about you. They care more about what their thoughts are as opposed to the actual constituency of the Democrat Party. They don't care. Their elected officials are establishment hacks that have been there for years upon years and decades upon decades because they're all about political power, they're all about their personal gain, and they're all about controlling of their constituents. And as the nice little clapping seal Democrats that fall in line, they just go along with it. And they listen to everything the Democrats say. They listen to everything that the branch of the Democrat Party that is the mainstream media, what they have to say day in and day out. They take it, they regurgitate it, they ingest it, and then they just puke it out as if it's fact every day when they know darn well that it's not. Or maybe they don't know because they've been so brainwashed. The Republican Party doesn't do that. The Republican Party does not have marching orders. The Republican Party does not have a top-down message that when it's sent down from the RNC that everybody talks about it. There are so many talking heads in podcasting and in talk radio and even a little bit in mainstream media with like Fox News, Newsmax, and uh, One American News Network. I would consider them to be more mainstream now because they're so popular that there's not a whole lot of talking points that can be handed down from the RNC to say, hey, this is the message we want to push. It doesn't happen. I have zero ties with the Republican National Committee in any way, shape, or form on this program. I've been part of the political party in the community I live in. I am a campaign manager for a state representative in the state of Kansas, where I hail from with our flagship. I have been a treasurer for the county party. I am not right now, but I have been. I know most of those in leadership in the Republican Party in the state of Kansas, but... That doesn't mean that they tell me, hey, you need to talk about this and you need to promote this issue. They don't tell me anything about this program, and I am more firm with them. It's almost like your kid in sports. Remember that? My dad always used to be harder on me when I played baseball as he was the coach of our Little League team. He used to be harder on me than any of the other kids because if he was going to put me in a position, he didn't want me to look foolish, nor did he want to look foolish in looking like he was playing the favoritism game. So if I was going to be in a position, then he wanted to make sure that he was tougher on me than anybody else. That's the way we need to be with our Republican Party, and that's the way the Republican Party needs to operate. 
So if the Republican Party, if Liz Cheney wants to run for president, then cool, let her run. The Republican Party needs to stay out of it completely. The candidates need to stay away from her as far as possible. And she needs to recognize how unpopular she is because she is not going to dictate what the platform of the party is. Because right now, the platform of the Republican Party is vast majoritively the MAGA movement. Pence, former President Mike Pence, who I had a strong respect for when he ran, he was kind of the uh, calming voice of the Trump administration, that kind of that calming, okay, you know what, the rational voice to try and keep things moving, kind of keep things moving along. I was a big fan of Mike Pence. I lost a little bit of respect after the whole January 6th thing, and I'm starting to lose more respect for him as he's mad at the GOP now for lashing out at the FBI over the raid on Donald Trump. You know what? Right now, the party needs to go after the FBI. The party needs to go after the Attorney General. The party needs to call out the corruption and the hypocrisy that's going on in Washington, D.C. And if they don't, then you're going to have a lot of very angry Republicans that are going to either be leaving the party or not supporting you in certain elections. Because the party needs to be run by the people. The people do not blindly follow the party. We could leave at any time And I think in many instances, both political parties, but especially the Democrats, Republicans fall into this category, especially right now with the way things are going, is that they take us for granted. They don't think we're ever going to leave. They don't think that we're ever going to change the minds and that they can just do whatever they want to without any political ramification. Well, guess what? That's why the pendulum swings so much back and forth and why Republicans just don't show up to the race. Their golden childs of like Mitt Romney and the hack moderates don't turn out well, which is why you see voter turnout lower than ever before with Republicans when they try to put up candidates like that because we don't want them. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last minutes here of the show as we start to wrap things up. I want to take things a step further as well as we kind of laid out the case for the Republican Party to listen to the people. Build your platform based on it, which is very simple. Limited government, free markets, individual liberty. Now, that means, like, truly individual liberty. That doesn't mean be like, all right, our views that we want to hype up and then force it upon everybody else as well. No, that just limited government, individual liberty. Anybody can really do, as long as they don't affect your your life, your personal liberty, or your private property, do your thing, man. I think that's more of a libertarian stand, which is, again, why I try to bring libertarians back into the Republican Party. But we also just need to be genuine. Just be genuine. Have your own personal beliefs. We want to hear what you have to say. If you're running for office, whatever that may be, whether it's the dog catcher in your community or president of the United States, say what you mean and mean what you say. And then we'll base our judgment based on that. But politicians know what the mindset is. That's the crazy part about this. The politicians in D.C. especially, they know what you're thinking. And even though they not may not like it or agree with it, they say it just to rally their base and just to get you fired up. They know what they know exactly what you like. For example, according to Axios, there's a new poll out that shows the difference in public opinion versus private opinions. As the poll was done, it shows a vast difference on what is said publicly by politicians and what's said behind closed doors privately or what their personal views are on the issues. But they say something different to pander to certain crowds. And we're starting to catch on to it. And we're starting to realize that they don't always truly mean what they say or truly believe in what they say. A couple of the issues. Uh, CEOs should take a stand on controversial social issues. Do you agree or disagree? As a politician, 14% of them said they privately agree with that. Privately, okay, yeah, you know what, let them do what they do. Publicly, 28% of them say that they agree. What does that mean? It means there's about a 14% difference there of individuals that actually publicly say, yeah, you know what, CEO should take a stand on controversial issues, when behind the scenes a lot of them are like, you know, I don't agree with it, or I do agree with it, but there's a vast difference there. Public schools focus on too much racism in the United States. Privately, 33% of individuals agree. 43% agree publicly. Meaning behind the scenes, not as many people think it's as big of an issue. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. But I'm going to go on the campaign trail and say it's a big issue because people are fired up about it right now. Not that big of a thing, but we're going to make it a big thing. Only 33% of them believe that there's too much racism in the, in the public schools, but yet 43% say that they're going to campaign on it. Mask wearing was effective to stop COVID-19. Here's an interesting one. 47% say that they was effective. 59% of them campaign on it and actually say it publicly. They know it. They know it's a lie. Less than half of them 
actually think that wearing a mask was effective. They know it didn't work, but yet you see him out there on the campaign trail wearing the damn mask and saying how important it is. 60% of them say it was important on a public level. Only 47% say privately, personally, that it's actually a big deal. Say what you mean and mean what you say. And this goes for both sides of the aisle. We're going to get more of a clear answer out of Republicans, I think, than Democrats overall. Because Democrats, they don't. They just lie about everything, and even to their constituents. They're the same party that locked out Bernie Sanders supporters from the National Convention because they didn't want Bernie Sanders supporters to be part of the Democrat Party. They don't give a rip about you. If you're on the other side of the aisle as a Democrat, they don't care about your thoughts. They care about your identity politics. They care about the groupthink that you actually associate with and they demand you and expect you to support and vote and say the things that are associated with that group think and with that certain box that they've actually put you in outside of that they don't care in any way shape or form they will say anything just to keep you voting that same way they'll say anything to try and get other people to vote that same way as well but it just does it's starting to not work as effectively as what it used to be Say what you mean and mean what you say and actually do what you say you're going to do. And guess what? You will be the most popular political party. You will be the most popular candidates out there in the country and you will go far and you will be, as Donald Trump likes to say, you will be huge. You will be bigly and you will rock it. And that is why we need to start reforming the party. Not change it, not remove it, not get rid of it, not change to another one, but reform the party because guess what? The political party can win when we actually say what we mean and mean what we say and we actually are truthful. And if people don't like your opinion, then you know that people don't like your opinion. But don't just say it to get people riled up or lie to them just to try and get them on your side, Liz Cheney. But you're done anyway, so I guess I don't really care about you anymore, Liz Cheney. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. And we appreciate you hanging out, as always, our Thursday episode right around the corner tomorrow. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Make that change. Be that catalyst in your own community. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.